Hi, friends. Hello, should I delete that, listeners? We still have some tickets left for our live tour and we would absolutely love to see you there. On Thursday, the 23rd of May, we will be performing in the London Islington Assembly Hall. On Monday, the 27th of May, we will be in Salford. On Tuesday, the 28th of May, we'll be in Glasgow. Sunday, the 2nd of June, Birmingham. Monday, the 3rd of June, Bristol. And Tuesday, the 4th of June in Southampton. You can get your tickets at aegpresents.co.uk or via the link in the show notes or our Instagram bios. We really hope we see you there. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello. Hello. Hello, 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 and welcome back for our Thursday episode of Is It Just Me? Hello. I was already halfway through making a point that my microphone cut out, so I'm just going to jump straight back in again to say <laughs> that I look gross today because my hair looks gross. And I'm, you know what? I have an Is It Just Me of my own. As you know, I've already just told you this, but I'm going to say it again. I stopped washing my hair last year because everybody that has good hair on Instagram never washes their hair. Everybody that I know with really good hair. So I was like, oh, I only wash it once a week. And I was like, I want to get on that train. So I made the most of my broken jaw. I made the most of COVID lockdowns. And I trained my hair to only be washed once a week, right? Yeah. Okay. It's been going pretty well. My hair's grown like five, six inches. It has changed the game in terms of like how much more free time I've got. It's so much healthier. Everything's going well. But people are giving me so much shit how rank my hair is and I have no point <laughs> other than to say like Alex and my mum are like actively begging me to wash my hair now really yeah but it doesn't smell it just doesn't look good like it's not even that dirty it just looks a bit rank and I'm a bit aware of that I uh, I, I feel like when I get past a certain point when I get past like the four day mark there is just absolutely nothing I can do to make it look nice no see I go, I can go up to three days three days of when it looks absolutely revolting yesterday was day three for me then living proof dry shampoo pulls you through and I can do to day sort of six or seven and then I grant you it does yeah. start getting a bit fucking gross so Alex was like so gutted because it was my mum's birthday on Friday and we were supposed to be going out to a fancy restaurant in London that was before I spoke to you and last week and um we're supposed to go out for dinner and Alex was like yes this means you're gonna wash your hair and then dinner got cancelled so <laughs> I didn't he was like absolutely heartbroken no. and then when I came downstairs on Saturday morning having washed it everyone was like oh my god you look amazing I was like thanks so much all I did was the bare fucking minimum so on one side it's really great because it means that all I have to do is wash my hair and I look stunning and everyone's like wow what have you done but on the other hand how gross do I look the rest of the time that I look that good when I wash my hair do you know what yeah. I'm confused about hair washing because like every trichologist that I've spoken to has says says wash it loads like wash it every day like that's going to get you the healthiest hair and healthiest scalp but then anecdotally I've heard from so many people who don't who rarely wash their hair and it's massively improved their hair so I'm like what do I do? I don't know what to do, but I don't wash it often, often just because I'm lazy. And I, I hate washing my hair. I mean, it's ridiculous because I've got, I've got thin hair. So it hardly takes me any time to even dry, but I am 
just lazy and I just can't bear it. I'm, I am. I'm just lazy. But if you look at photos of my hair, I'm going to find the before and after share on the podcast Instagram because my hair has grown like four times as much as what it was before. Like it's so long now comparatively to where it was. And that's all down to not washing it. So like it does work. Really? It, yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. And I can get away. Like, okay, it doesn't look, does it look dirty? To, tell me honestly, does it look dirty today? No, it doesn't. Well, I mean, it's you're on Zoom, but it, it doesn't look dirty. Did it look dirty yesterday? Well, well, I, the, the only way I know if, hair, if to me, hair looking dirty is greasy. Mm. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, that's how I determine whether hair is dirty or not. I love it though. I'm a, I'm enjoying not washing my hair. I think my is it. I don't think I have a specific. Is it just me? Except I'm happy with the life the life choice that I've made. I'm happy with this new way of life, but. I'm not happy with how much my husband and my mother hate it. <laughs> do you know what? I want to do a call out to any trichologists listening that have a definitive answer to this because I'm really intrigued to get to the bottom of it. I feel like there is currently no definitive answer and I want to get to the bottom of it. So if there's anyone listening that will help us out, can you let us know? And then I can just decide on where to go from there, you know? But there is a girl, there is a girl on TikTok that I follow that I'm just fascinated by and she's got the most incredible mane of hair like beautiful red hair and it's so thick and she watch, uh, washes it once a month once a month and her whole yeah her whole TikTok account is how basically how she just washes her hair once a month and like what she does in between and it's just fascinating it's so fascinating I think we should I think we should share the video on our Instagram because it is like just like gobsmacking I could her hair just but I don't think anyone would want to talk I mean, to me I don't think Alex would I think it I just think he'd be really upset no. with me <laughs> he just gets upset that I don't wash my hair he's like why are you doing this <laughs> but you know what like as much as I hate washing my hair I love having fresh new hair like there is no feeling like it and you're no. like oh I don't know it just feels all breezy and you feel like all shiny and new and like fresh but I like to save that feeling feeling. you feel it too often and it just you know what's the point you know who wants to live being that beautiful do you know what I mean I just I think bring the bar down (laughs) for yourself and then like a little dressage horse you can just jump over it whenever you need to do you know what I mean like standard bars low but one day if you fancy a big like woo I look fuck you know like but you know hello like a fancy dancing horse then that's what you, you can do just wash your hair every day <laughs> no 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 you just wash your hair once a week okay, you, okay. i think the trick I mean, in life is to look fucking gross 90 percent of the time and you just lower the yeah. bar for yourself so that on the last day on the seventh day whilst god rests you dog up and you just look fucking yep. great. Everyone's delighted. Everyone's like, wow, she looks amazing. You're like, I know. Blow everyone's socks Thank on. you. And all I had to do was wash my hair. It's actually quite good logic. It's great logic. Because otherwise, what, what train like- do you end up on? Otherwise, before you know it, you've lip fillers. You've fake tanning every day. You always have to wear the best expensive dresses. And you have to have the Botox in. And it's a hard train to keep on. You know what I mean? Like, you, you've, you've to, if, if, if you're an already beautiful person, in order to remain incredibly beautiful, in order to surprise people and make people, wow, you have to really make the effort. Whereas for me, I just look like dog shit for six days a week and then all I have to do is wash my hair and then woohoo you know what I mean it's cheap it's easy it's you know I, I kind of want to apply that logic to like all areas of my life you know yeah like if work if I'm bad at work all the time apart from like 10% of the time when I yeah. just like blow everyone's socks off yeah 
Yeah, you do get you think, the what's it? There's a thing called like. Do you think that a, works? Yeah, well, there's a thing though, like a like an abuse thing that's like weaponized incompetence or whatever. And I think a lot of men do it, and probably a lot of women do it too, where you just like pretend to be a fucking moron so that no one asks you to do anything. Like you know, we've all seen those people. It's like, oh, can you load the dishwasher? And you're like, oh, I don't know how to load the dishwasher, and then they just do it really badly, and then no one asks them to do it again. So, and actually, <laughs> that is a tactic of like cults, isn't it? A, re- a manipulation tactic where they use like they give you they give you 10% of um kindness and rationale and that weirdly warps how then you see the rest of everything that like anchors you even though it shouldn't and it's the same as like abuse basically but it's like a weird manipulation tactic it's just like in it, it, like deliberate inconsistency keep people on their toes yeah so i yeah. i do it with love this this hair washing stuff. Yeah. This is I didn't mean anything by it. I'm not like Charlie Mansoning Alex. I'm just I'm just trying to live my life. I need to stress that. Feels like you are with the magnets. I'm not gonna lie, but okay. Look, again, cults are popular for a reason. I'm just saying, just like cliches, there's gotta be something in it. There's gotta be something in it. In our interview next week, I we recorded it yesterday, and I ended it on literally one of the biggest cliches. And like the mo- as the words were coming out of my mouth, I was like, "Why am I saying this? She's gonna dine off this forever." Is it just me that loves a cliche? There, no, it's not. I fucking love it. I just, I just love it. I do like a cliche. I do, I do like a cliche, especially like the ones about like you can't go around it. You've got to go through it. Um, time, time doesn't heal all wounds, but time definitely helps heal wounds. I like that. I don't like those two. Actually, those are two of my least favorite cliches. I think seriously. Yeah, because I don't think time heals wounds, and I don't think I think you can definitely go around things. I can think of so many obstacles in my life that I don't go through. I just go around. (laughs) Healthy. Yeah, exactly, 100%. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Uh, let's let's identify a problem. It won't take me long. Hang on. Um, like, yeah. I'll tell you what it is. The living room, full of shit. Absolutely full of shit. I could work through that or I could just go around the room. Let's not go into it. <laughs> it's going great. It's going fine. <laughs> yeah, sounds like it's going really well. Yeah, yeah, no, it is. I mean, it absolutely is. I'm really happy I'm upstairs. Um, yeah, so I, I don't think those are the best cliches I can think of, but I am proud of you. I'm proud of you for trying. Um, do you, shall we hear from somebody else? Because I just feel like we're just talking shit. We are talking shit, but <laughs> the time one, I do have to put my foot down on that one, right? Because agreed, like time itself doesn't actually heal anything. But knowing that like I'm how I'm feeling now, I'm not going to feel like this forever. As like time passes, I'm going to feel better. I like that. Like that that offers me some kind of comfort when I'm not feeling great. Do you know what I mean? And then things like with a with a breakup when like that is the most painful thing ever, but time really does like the passing of time is very powerful in helping ease your feelings. So okay. I like that. I just feel like if my head got bitten off, time wouldn't heal that. Well, no, time won't. Yeah, so it doesn't heal time. All time won't heal Maybe all wounds. Time could to like time heals some wounds. <laughs> time can help to heal some wounds there you go we've updated it it's 2022's version sometimes time can help to heal some wounds but not all thanks okay um okay messages from the group from the gang go on 
Hit me. Hello, lovelies. I recently discovered your podcast and I love it. Keep up the episodes and make my week. Twice a week. Yay. Um, okay, I wondered if I could ask for your advice around my current dating situation. I am back on the dating scene after breaking up with my boyfriend, but I'm not sure how to approach the situation I'm now in. I developed a new kink fetish with my ex that I now want to introduce into my dating life but I'm not sure how to approach it with potential partners I'm a bit worried as to how they will react because it's a little strange it's all about belly buttons I used to have a weird phobia with belly buttons and mine being touched but my ex had a fetish for them I got some advice during that relationship and slowly and gradually actually went with it surprisingly it ended up with me manifesting that kink fetish too so now this is part of my dating requirements if you like I'm worried what people will think though because I know people can find belly buttons strange as I did. I'm also picky that they would have to have an innie belly button. I don't know how to go about it. Is this something you might be able to discuss and advise on? I'd be interested if you've ever heard or come across anything like this before. I'd appreciate it so much but not to worry if you can't. I would also like to remain anonymous. Hope you're both well. Oh god, every time someone says I want to be anonymous, my inclination is to carry on reading, just being like, oh, lots of love, <laughs> thanks, bye from um, Martin. But, thanks, um, Alex, yeah, yeah. at gmail.com. <laughs> okay. Because I feel like the etiquette isn't in, like, you can't be like first date and then just lift up your shirt. I tell you what, you could do when you get to a date, you could go, um, oh, could you just grab that? You could take them to the supermarket and be like, oh, could you just grab the Dormio off the top? shelf please and hope that their <laughs> yeah. belly button their t-shirt rides up and their belly button pops out and if it's an outie you can be like see ya just remembered i hate dormio i'm going <laughs> <laughs> um i actually hate dormio what if it's that important to you i think there are ways to like get out of the, the partner on the, the person on the first date as to what they've got right there are ways and means that you can bring up belly buttons and like what do you have without it being like what, what kind of belly button do you have oh what have you got an innie. Yeah, same. I don't really know anybody with an outie. It's just something that I n- never think about, I suppose. I had mine pierced for like 10 years there. So I, I took it out last year because I was like, I think I'm done. Which was a really weird day. I still got my little hole, obviously. Oh. But it was really weird seeing into my belly button. Like It was like looking into the abyss. It was like looking into a black hole after like a very long time. <laughs> but we haven't helped this person. But we haven't helped this person. Um, I don't really know how to help this person. Like, this is not... I, don't, I feel like I'm not well-versed in kink. If someone... If you and... met, like, Dave for the first time and you went out for dinner and he was like, so, like, I have this kink. Like, what do you think? That rhymes. Hey, I'm Dave. I have a kink. What do you think? Um, what do you think? Yeah. Oh, kink. What do you think? Anyway. Yeah, what would you... Like... If you want me to be really honest, and I know that this probably isn't the right answer, but it would put me off. Like, it would freak me out, and I wouldn't like it. Would it? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to let myself out. I don't think it bother me too much. Yeah. No, I, I wouldn't like it. If he, if he was like, on the first day, I've got this kink. Do you... Like, will you be into it or not? I'd be like... No, I'm out. I think this is a weird thing because I don't think it's necessarily the kink that's the problem. I think it's like the bringing up of sex on the first day. Like... Because I don't know if I'd be about that. I'm like, oh, maybe this is a conversation for like the date two. I don't know. It's really hard to answer this because I am, and I don't want to like kink shame, obviously. But like being honest, like for me, if someone said to me like, do you like this or not? Like it's a, it's kind of a deal breaker. I'd be like, but would you try it? Like I'd try it. Someone's like, "Um, I'm into this. I'd be like, okay, let's give it a go. I mean, the only thing I'd be worried about is if someone tried to fit their willy in my belly button because it just wouldn't fit. But 
Well, well, like I mean, I'm 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 kind of wondering, like, what is a belly button king? Can I Google it? Yeah, maybe tongues. What's your oyster, Al? Okay, so it's nothing crazy. It's like no, but most kinks aren't. You know what I mean? Like they get a really bad rep, but like I think people do kink shame. Yeah, including you, actually. People kink shame all the yeah, time. Yeah, no, I, I probably do. Yeah, because I remember watching a show about kinks, and it was like a guy who was really into latex, and he wore this big latex suit in the woods by himself. And then the guy doing the narration was like, um, "If you see like John, or if you see a man." Walking through a like a like a, a forest late at night in a latex suit. Don't be alarmed. I was like, okay, okay, <laughs> um, but like I don't know. I, yeah, yeah, I think they do not, get. That's just not for me. I think I would struggle with latex on a practical level just because I'm quite lazy and by bedtime I'm quite tired as it is, and the idea of having to wrestle myself into like a huge condom sounds exhausting. But like again, I'm just like get it, girl, and also. Like, it doesn't, it's not that big a deal. Like, I don't think many men would mind that much, to be honest. I don't know if you're dating men, actually. I need to check the thing. Hang on, let me see. And she's, I mean, that's, that's her thing. And she's got to do what's right for her. Like, yeah, you do, you do you. It's just, it's not, it's not for me. I don't actually think they specified whether they're dating men or women. So, but I don't, I think, I think, and you know what? I think most people would either be like, yeah, it's fine. It depends. If you were out with Al, she'd be like, no. And if you were out with me, I'd be like, okay. So I think it just depends on the person. But I do think it's best. Yeah. But I wouldn't bring it up on a first date, I don't think. No. The, I guess my where, where I'm struggling to understand, not understand, but yeah, maybe relate, is the whole, the, the fact that it's a deal breaker. Because I get that it's something that, you know, you like doing and like it's a fetish like whatever but then but the fact that it's a deal breaker I guess there when I'm a bit like oh I don't know I, that that's quite tricky but maybe you can't knock it till you've tried it like it's not like she's saying yeah. like okay look I can only shag you if you've a bag on your head because like that I might take a bit personally but like you know I think there's some things that are fine like or at least worth a try and if you hate it you know healthy communication is key because if you hate it you can be like oh no backing out I'm not yeah. doing this. I wonder why an outie, not an innie. Well, I, I guess because you can't, like... She needs an innie, not an outie. In an outie, can you? No, you. yeah, exactly. It's already out. You can't... <sighs> yeah. I don't know. I, I find belly buttons absolutely fascinating. Like, I think they're very humbling. Yeah. I just think... Do, they're weird. Because I just look at that and I'm like, that's what I've come from. That was the portal that gave me life. Oh my God. Do you know, I looked into, um, that reminded me, I looked into um, belly button surgery like years ago. Why? When I was, because I, I don't know. Like I just, I didn't like mine. I mean, there's literally nothing wrong with it. It's just like a normal oh. belly button. But for some reason I didn't like it. Like I thought it was too wide. Like, I, oh, that's, that's what it was. I wanted it to like stretch vertically. I was it. <laughs> But I really, I really looked into it, like heavily looked into it. I'm so glad I didn't do it. Jesus. Like my belly button is totally fine. But like, you know how we normally see like women with like the stretched like vertical one and mine wasn't like that. So I was like, oh. Oh, was yours like sort of longer and thinner? Because I think that's just what happens if you just have more fat on your tummy because it just goes. Yeah, it's just. Because it's just the way it works. If you're you're very like long and thin, it goes. And if you're wider, it goes dunk. 
And I think I've got a donker. Yeah. But then when I stand up and do a big stretch, top aisle of the of, of, of Sainsbury's, for example, <laughs> reaching for the Dormio. Like Dormio. Yeah, exactly. It's looking more <gasps> like a like a teepee rather than... A teepee? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> to this girl, we've been very unhelpful. I would say, look, if it's important to you, bring it up. Probably not on the first date. But I think when the it's getting closer towards, like, I mean, if you want to have sex on the first date, then obviously, like, bring it up. But if, if you're kind of taking things slowly and you're dating around, I probably wouldn't be like, first things first, hi, nice to meet you. What are you working with down there? Because it's a kind of all or nothing for me. I'd wait a couple of dates and maybe when things were leading towards sex, I would be like, oh, yeah, right. Now you now have to show time. me. Yeah. In your outie. Yeah. But like, what if this is a wonderful, a really wonderful person that she could actually see herself having a future with, but he or she has a has an outie? Like that, that, that like I, I yeah, struggle to believe that that could be a deal breaker. This happens all the time, Al. Look at people, how people talk about height. Like how many women are like, I'm not going to date a man that's below six foot. And it's like, that could be the love of your fucking life at five foot 11. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, totally. Like, people do it all the time. Totally. So, I don't know, yeah. like, I don't think there's much of a difference between, like, a belly button and the height or, like... No. You know, no, people no, like what they no. like. Also, maybe she'd make an exception if she found somebody really great. But, I don't know. Especially for women who um, only will only date tall men. Often you hear that they end up, like, falling for someone who's a lot shorter. And they're like, oh, it just happened. Like, it just happened. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, basically, I've, I've absolutely fluffed this because I don't even know. I actually don't even know what the question was. I just went on a tangent. How do you, how do I, you bring up a kink to somebody? Oh, how do on? you bring it up? Okay, I have no idea. I'm so sorry. This is not my not my area at all. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I think just broach it. Uh, just toward when when things are heating up, I'd just say, look, just so you know, um, this is something that I'm kind of into. I can explain it to you like it's this is why I like it and I think just make it and I think this applies to like all kinks because I think they get a really hard rep and people think that everything's like dodgy or sordid or seeded which seed seedy which which isn't at all but I think like the the first step is healthy communication um and like if they're not into it initially um maybe just see how they react to the conversation. Because if they're going to be, like, kind of shitty and, like, shaming you or whatever, just be like, well, you're not the right person. You and your outy belly button, you can get fucked. So, I don't know. Just get chatting. <laughs> what she said. <laughs> Thanks, Al. So inspiring. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. 
That's BlueNile.com. Okay, what, what's up? <laughs> so, uh, I have an email. Hi, you lovely ladies. Gotta say, love the podcast. Thank you. Has anyone ever told you that? Not enough is my answer. Not <laughs> enough. Um, <laughs> I haven't. Is it just me that I feel like such a bad person having? But anyway, I've got to ask. Is it just me that feels sad when their only sibling says they never want kids and will be just the fun uncle or aunt? I feel guilty for saying this because I know, of course, it's their choice and they have to choose what's best for them. But I genuinely get sad at the thought of my kids missing out on having that amazing cousin relationship that we have had growing up. And I just don't think that bond could really be substituted by a fun uncle slash auntie. Some of my best memories have been because of our big extended family. And I hate to say, but it hurts my heart that my kids won't have that. I know that this is a selfish view and a much wider and bigger topic. But can I just ask, is it just me that is in this situation? thank you both my sister often says and I don't know if she'll change her mind she's kind of not massively enamoured of kids and sometimes I'm like you better change your mind (laughs) which I know you're not supposed to think I don't really say it but I just think it to myself I'm like you I can't wait for you to come around because I kind of hope that she doesn't mean it so I get that and I don't know because I know there's another side of me that has to respect people being child free by choice and I absolutely do and I, I totally totally do and if that's what she feels then I completely respect and love that but exactly like you for selfish reasons I'm like bitch you better <laughs> you better procreate yeah. and I think it's it's so fine for, for her to be for this this girl to be sad about that like she can totally be sad about that because like both you know yeah it's absolutely fine and look the child like there are options like the child can have uh siblings I don't know if you're planning on having any more children but like siblings and you know I've got I've got like loads of sisters and I do have cousins but we live really far away and like me and my sisters are like the closest things ever so you know there are other networks for your child you know to have you know to have a family but I totally understand being sad by it especially if that's what you know and what you've grown up with like because I think I I would love to have loads of kids but I know that it won't happen I know it won't that that's not what is going to happen for us and sometimes like that does make me feel sad because that's what I've that's what I've known is like growing up with four sisters and then being five of us and there just being tons of of people around me all the time so part of me feels like oh my god but that is so sad but then I just think like yeah you just you you live and adapt and like humans are great at adapting and the child will be like loved and have a great hopefully great friendship race and maybe some siblings so but you're, you're, you're fine to feel sad about it as well. You don't, like, as long as you don't sort of project that sadness onto the person who doesn't want the kids, because I think you have to just respect their decision and, like, let them do what they want. Um, but, yeah, you can be sad about it for sure. It's such a funny thing, isn't it? Because I know this in my heart, that when somebody says, like, I don't want kids, like, I have to respect their decision that they don't want kids. But then mm. I think there's still this, like, weird societal thing where you think, oh, they'll change their mind. Or, like, I hope they change their mind. Or, like, and it's really weird, isn't it? Like, yeah. the expectation that we put on other people. And I don't know why. I don't know if it's because we want everybody to do like we do or we think our way's best or, like, because I just believe, you know, some people want kids more than anything some people want kids a lot like I think there are different levels like I've got friends that are like I was put on this earth to be a mother and that's my ambition and I've got some people who are like yeah we'll have a family and that'll be great and I do think they're very different camps and then there are some people who are just like I don't fucking know I don't think so and then some people are like resolutely not and I think it's really hard to put yourself in the position 
of another camp because you you spend your whole life envisaging what you think your life's going to look like and what you think your life should look like so the idea that somebody else's life is going to look different you're going to be like the fuck <laughs> like I don't understand it and I think yeah. in our like quest to understand we often end up being really insulting or like pushing right Right. Because we're just like, are you sure? Like, maybe you're going to change your mind or whatever, whatever. And actually people, if people did that to people who wanted kids, it would be like, you can't do that. Like, if I said to you, Al, like, oh, I really want to have a baby. And you were like, are you sure? Are you sure? Like, are you really <laughs> sure? Because, you know, like, it won't be blah, blah, blah. I'd be like, suck a dick. But for some reason, yeah. when people say like, oh, I want, I don't want to have a kid. Everyone's like, well, are you sure? Because you might change your mind. Blah, 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 blah. And it's really weird that we do it that way around. And it's like we're just holding women to the standard that they have to do this thing. For whatever reason, and even, you know, like, obviously this that's not actually what this girl's saying. Because I get it from, like, a familial standpoint. Like, a complete, and, and with your friends and stuff. But it's like, I don't know. I find how we are about people who don't want kids so weird. It is so it is so weird, isn't it? It is so weird. And the fact that people who are child-free by choice have to consistently and continuously say like we're not having kids and we're okay to not have kids and like sort of they they have to justify their reasons because of all the backlash they get about I don't think backlash is necessarily the word I'm trying to think of the right word but I guess the the inquisition around it like people are just intrigued about it and yeah I think a lot of people hold the belief of like "Mm, one day they'll change their mind or like their sister will have a baby or I don't know their friend will have a baby and then or like something will click will you know just click in them and then they want a baby and yeah it's I think it's it's funny how hard we find it to accept that people some people just don't want children so off the back of this I was actually I said, uh, I said on Instagram earlier this week, oh, I just had this most amazing sleep, like for seven hours, like through, through all the way through. Um, And I said like, oh, you know, sorry for bragging to any of like the mums out there. And I guess I said it because like my sister's recently had a baby. I know about the sleeplessness and it was kind of at the forefront of my mind to be like, oh my God, it it would just be, I I know I didn't owe it to anyone, but I was just like, oh, it'd be painful if I was so sleep deprived and then seeing that you'd be like, oh. And I got this slightly disgruntled DM of someone saying like, why do we feel like we have to, we have to apologize to parents for not being tired or for sleeping because being a parent and having a child is a choice. And I, (laughs) I screenshotted this DM and said, what do you think about it? And left uh, a question box and oh my God, I I don't think I've ever had a subject as replied to before in the entire time I've been on Instagram. My DMs are completely, they're in absolute chaos and it's a very emotive, emotive subject, but people feel very strongly. And I I think it's sad that actually it ends up becoming a bit of a competition like and and the two are pitted against each other of like people who have women who have children women who don't have children and both feel the the general feeling is that both feel hard done by from okay I don't know why I've never felt particularly strongly either way like I think the way that society treats mothers is absolutely rank um 
And I think I have like my own confusion about people that don't want kids, but I always challenge that because I think it's just coming from this like patriarchal belief that I've grown up with and like my own expectations for my own life. And I'm one of those people that's just quite judgmental, like, and I've really had to work on this with like coaching because I have such high standards for myself that I very often put the same standards on other people. And it actually was a disaster in my friendships because like my expectations for my friends would be so high because I thought I... I held everyone to my standards and then it was like my friends were all taking this invisible test and they didn't realise and they were failing it and then I was angry with them even though it was never their fault because they didn't do anything wrong it was always on me which is a side note but it was kind of relevant to this because I always felt like my way was kind of the good way to do it and if anybody else did it it was like not so good do you know what I mean and I think within that if people did things that I didn't do I'd be like I don't understand like this doesn't whatever anyway so I've really worked on that but I don't think I ever had it for mums particularly because I'm always kind of a aware of the infertility conversation I suppose and that's been a part of like my upbringing I've just been very around it so I was like well I don't know but as I get older and as we come to this age I'm like what the fucking shit is wrong with people this is why men are thriving in business and everywhere because women are just so busy tearing we get to this point where we're so successful you know this is where we're kind of doing our best at our work and we need our most support mums mm. need most support and, and not mums need but mostly mums sorry women with kids need a lot of support at this point like if you're like 30 years old or 35 years old or whatever it is when you've got to a point in your career where you're doing so well and you do have to make sacrifices like you just do you sacrifice your body you sacrifice your work you sacrifice so much to do this and I don't understand why then the people who have chosen not to have kids that oh well it's a choice or whatever I don't understand why we're not all rallying around because I do think we have a responsibility to our sisters and our friends and the women around us to support them at a really difficult time and I find it really weird how it does end up with this weird camp because I, I I get that like some mums might be sanctimonious and like like I was saying before and like oh well you don't know love until you've had a baby and like please I've seen that I've experienced that so much even in my life like just having a dog the amount of people that like I, I literally always say this to Boo, it's like I walk around the park and I, I see mums looking at me and I'm like, I get it, you've had a miracle and I have a dog, but like, you know, we were, we're all like, anyway, I, so I get that some women who are choosing not to have children can feel a bit judged by mums, but I still land on the side of like, I just think women need so much support at this point in their lives and it really upsets me then that that they get so attacked because like we can't get away from the fact that mums do like they get judged for fucking everything like you go back to work too soon you don't go back to work like you you get a nanny you do it all yourself like whatever it is like you get judged for it and you breastfeed you don't breastfeed you snap back you don't snap back you're judged you're judged you're judged and then you just got this added thing of like people without children getting kind of shitty with mums and it's like like they, we, if we want flexi working, if we want maternity leave to, mm. and men to take a suit, and we we need to be on each other's side because it's like we already have to fight so much for like the rights of mums in the workplace. Like it feels then just really gutting that that they kind of get gone for by other women as well. And I'm not saying they don't deserve it because I know some mums can be an absolute, they can be awful to women without children. I do know that, but yeah. I, I still on balance think like just sometimes showing a bit of empathy and support for a new mum it goes a long this way this is it just a bit of compassion it literally costs it costs us nothing does it you know no and, and it's a, and lot it's of a people choice like, well, what as well about but me i've got a chronic illness or what about me i i you know the like other reasons that people are sleepless you know or, or tired or sleep deprived i was like 
I know, okay, I know, but I everything I say cannot come with a million disclaimers, and this is the, and we can't live our lives like that. At some point, we have to be able to just talk freely without the, but what about, but what about, but what about, the what aboutism, the yeah. what aboutism, exactly. And I just think it's just a little bit of compassion, and like people just, yeah, like I just, I, I didn't really understand the offence that was taken to that. It was no. like if you don't want to have compassion for people who. For, for women who have had babies, that's fine. But other people are allowed well, to. Like, it's okay. Like, oh, it's a choice. It's a choice. Like, you made this choice. Like, you yeah, chose Yes, this is children. a big thing as well. And it's like, okay, a few things. Was, my mum always says, right, when you're hungover, like, my mum gives you so much love, gives me so much love when I'm hungover, because she's like, darling, it doesn't matter how you got ill. The fact is, is that you're ill now and you need help. Like, right. and that's, that you, there are so many situations where, I think you said it on your Instagram, that where it was like you know you don't if somebody breaks their leg skiing you wouldn't be like push them out the way on the tube and be like oh well you chose to ski ha 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 like it's really weird this like okay yeah you make the choice but also like we make choices all the time like you choose to live in a house and it's like if I don't know it starts leaking it's not your fault or like you choose to do a job if you some days find it really hard it doesn't mean that it's your fault or like you don't deserve compassion and also Look, some people do choose babies and some people regret that decision and that's a fact. But also some people choose, make some people make the wrong choice, but some people some people are forced into that decision. Some people think the alternative is too terrible. You know, like we don't know everybody's situation and some people do just choose it and you can choose something and still have a fucking just a terrible time you can like i the amount of choices i've made in my life like i don't know sometimes i'll choose a pudding and i start this is a fucking disgusting pudding but i've chosen it now and i pay for it and a baby's just like a massive pudding that you have to eat for 18 years and And it's a whole it's the reason that we're here like we were born out of a choice that's the reason that we exist surely if someone's struggling because they've made the wrong choice and they need even more love like yeah. bless you yeah. you've made this choice and it's not worked out as you, as you thought and you're struggling with the decision that you've made how terrible for you can I give you a hug that's right. the way we should be going right. because if, imagine seeing someone being sad being like haha it's your fault you're sad now fuck you because <laughs> that's kind of what it feels like it's just it does feel it feels a bit cruel it does feel a bit cruel oh, well, okay maybe not cruel but at least lacking in, lacking in compassion definitely and empathy but then some so, mums yeah. are awful. Like the amount of times I've been barged onto the road by a woman with a double, a double-breasted bag, ba- baggy, <laughs> with loads of drugs, <laughs> with a buggy. Um, so it's really hard. But it's just like I just, I, I just wish everyone could be a bit nicer. I don't understand why we've landed. You know, and also like I got a lot of DMs from mums saying, yeah, but it's true. Like no one will ever know tiredness until they become a mum. And no, then my that as well. I'm like properly in thirty years. Yeah, but no, but also on that, it's like, but that's not true. And you don't know that that's true. Like, that might be your experience. But also, like, it's true. It's definitely my mum. She talks about it all the time. (laughs) Yeah, and actually, it's my my mum's experience too. But, like, that is, that is so individual. And some people, yeah, you just, you just can't, I just, I just don't think you can say that. You can say it for yourself. Like, oh God, I didn't know tiredness until I became a mum. But you can't say, you can't just 
I just don't think you can, yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't think mums can have the monopoly on tiredness, like... No, they can't, and there isn't a finite amount of tiredness either, you know. There's, like, there's a lot of tiredness in the world, and not all of that tiredness is induced by being a parent, so... No. I think I think compassion goes always, you know, and also yeah. I feel like I've been mean. I feel like I've been mean to the anti mums now, and I and I feel like I wasn't mean enough to mums. I feel like I should have balanced the scales, but I. <laughs> but I, I actually just I actually just think a lot of it comes down to the kind of person you are, rather than whether you're a mum or a, or not a mum. Mm. And I think it's like how understanding you are of other people's situations and how much empathy you have. In my eyes, that is what it comes down to. But also, you obviously can't, as a non-mom, like I will never have the experience until I am a mom, hopefully. I will never have the experience of being a mom. So I guess it's like having that compassion, but also knowing that you just, at the end of, at the, end of the day, you just don't know because you can't, you know, have that experience. So, yeah. No, it's really weird. It's really personal, but I just I feel like everybody thinks they know best for other people, and that's what stresses me out the most. Totally, and it's just oh my god, this this topic is so complex and so emotive. Like I've I just I massively regretted saying ever saying anything. But I don't understand. This is what I don't understand because I I am of an age where this is relevant. You are of an age where this is relevant. I. I mean, like, I will roll my eyes sometimes in a park or whatever if I am, like, barged off the path by a buggy. But if I sit with that feeling, I'm like, to be fair, you have a buggy and I don't. Like, so instinctively I get annoyed because that's my instincts to be like, oh, well, why do you think you're more important than me? And I'm like, well, to be fair, actually... I can like do this and so but I I also think a massive thing is like society we just don't like mums we're not nice about mums like the connotations of being a mum like the way that a woman's identity changes and I just think we're kind of conditioned to not really respect mums that much and I think that's where like a lot of this comes from. Okay so so I've got a good one for you actually a DM that I screenshotted right so when I initially screenshotted the DM that said why do we have to you know being a mother being a parent is a choice why do we have to apologize feel like we have to apologize to mums someone replied and said completely agree I was just on a long haul flight and I had paid for a window seat a mum with a young child asked if we could swap so she could sleep better and she got annoyed with me when I said no I felt bad saying no but I think I deserve to sleep as well even though I'm not a mother what do you and I screenshotted that because I was like that is very very interesting no it's her seat she shouldn't have to move and I totally agree with you she paid for her seat she shouldn't have to move but I I, I'm scared I'm scared of putting that on Instagram and saying what do you guys think because I think that will also get a lot of you know yeah, I think, because um, Alex, what did Alex say this the other day? Because because oh, when I was flying home from the Seychelles, I thought I had cystitis. So I was in the window seat and Al was like, well, why don't I ask your man, like, if he wants to go in? Like, because he was, the guy next to us was on the aisle. And he was like, well, why don't I just ask him to swap? And I, I'm like, oh God, no, don't, blah, 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 because I'm so awkward. And Alex was like, the worst you can do is say no. And like, and Alex is so simple that like, he wouldn't read into it. So maybe that mum was just like... I'm just going to ask, like, the worst anybody can do is say no. And I think we put a lot of the, like, how dare she, blah, 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 onto someone else when actually, like, they were just asking. Like, it's not that deep. Um, So I don't know. Like, in the end, I didn't ask him because this guy had quite long legs and I was like, I just don't even... 
and I don't want to have to tell a stranger that I'm on my way home from a honeymoon with cystitis because that's a bit of a fucking cliche. Turns out it wasn't cystitis, I said one painful wee. Anyway, but, um... <laughs> but, um... Yeah, um... But yeah, you're I right. I think they can ask, but I, I think she was well within her right to say no. If you've purposely 100%. paid for a window seat, then you take your window seat, like... I do feel sorry for mums on flights. As I've got older, I used to be like, who brings a, who brings a baby on a flight? And then I'm like, actually you and that's fine do you know what i mean like it's not like a no baby zone everyone can take you know like totally. i don't know i get i get annoyed when i pe- see people being annoyed with mums on flights because i'm like this is so unfair like what yeah, is she meant to so do unfair that is so unfair i always try and be i try and like give a smile and i'll be like you're doing great yeah i mean <laughs> we're all babies once like you're all do you babies know what I mean? once and a lot of the, and a lot of the time i feel so bad for them because they look mortified they're yeah. not like, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm so sorry this is happening. It's like, oh my God, it's a baby. You can't control it at the end of the no. day. Like, babies are going to be babies. Like, you're fine. Yeah. Um, so yeah, anyway, we probably need to wrap this up because we have been recording for a lot longer than we are supposed to. Yeah, this is normally <laughs> supposed to be the fun, chill episode and it hasn't been, but I really want to do more on this conversation. Oh my God, I literally said, like, I regretted bigging it up on Instagram and now we've brought it up on the podcast and God knows what our emails and DMs are going to be like. I am not prepared. I am not ready. Please. I don't think it's stress. We say it all with love. Like, we both hope to be mums one day. So, you know, this isn't like throwing shade at mums, but also I respect child free people like crazy. Um, and if you want to make that choice and spend your money on yourself, then fucking crack on. But I just think yeah. mums don't, mom, mums can't tell child free people that they're better and more important because they've birthed a child. And people who haven't yeah. got children can't tell mums this shit because. We just live and let live. Jesus. Live and let live. There you go. Because what? You've got a man. <laughs> you've got a, a, child-free, a child-free man by choice. And it's just like, what, a bachelor? Like, it's just ridiculous, the language that we use for women and the way we just yeah. go for each other. Like, you can't imagine, like, fucking Alex sitting in the pub with Dave, like, just silently judging each other because one of them's decided, like, <laughs> to have a child. <laughs> like, it just wouldn't happen at all. Like, imagine. Ridiculous. So, yeah, it's yeah. just even ridiculous. Yeah, like to think Alex about it. walking into the pub just being like, oh, I'm so tired. And Dave's like, oh, you. Yeah, she can't really say you're tired because it's like, just like, your choice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You made this choice. So, yeah. I just, yeah, we're just too used to going for each other as women. But anyway, anyway. Yeah. Live and let live. I love it. We'll end on that. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you've got any thoughts on this, please send us an email or thoughts on anything or an embarrassing story or anything. Email us at should I delete that pod at gmail.com or send us a DM to the should I delete that Instagram account. And yeah, thank you so much for being with us and big thanks to ACAST. Uh, we are part of their creator network and we will see you guys on Monday. See you on Monday. Love you. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.